This is Six Cold Feet Season 2, Episode 2, The Drama You've Been Craving. This episode contains adult themes and language. Just remember me, baby, when I'm in six feet of cold, cold ground. Juliet was out there speaking truth to power about issues that weren't even on most people's radar back in the 90s. She opened up the artistic landscape in a way that gave us freedom to say the things we needed to say. Go over it one more time. I really don't think that's necessary. I disrespectfully disagree. Run it by me one more time. <gasps> okay. If she's high, I'm going to outline the terms of our agreement, insist that Dylan is present for the duration of our conversation, wear body armour. That's not funny. Also, not a terrible idea. Jesus, Kay. What? She has a history of violence. She hit one reporter, one time. She fucking what? He was hassling her bass player. Fuck this. I'm going to take the day off. I'm coming with you, and so is my taser. I can handle myself. Famous last words. You're late for work. Go save the world already. I'm more worried about saving you right now. Aw, that's sweet. And stupid and unforgivably condescending. I should put that in a dating profile. I'll set up for myself after you get murdered by an unstable rock star. You know, I was planning on dedicating the book to you. But I'm starting to think my sister might be a better candidate. Over her dead body? Just be careful, okay? I will be fine. Have a great day. I love you. You too. I look forward to your excited rambling tonight. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I'll be fine. It's all going to be totally, completely, absolutely, incontrovertibly... Hi, Athena. Could we start a little earlier today? I had to move my Reiki appointment. Come over now... See you in five running emoji, wave emoji, fireworks emoji, pen emoji, and pineapple emoji for some reason. This does not bode well. Good morning, Juliet. It's lovely to see... What a bitch! Let's get this book pregnant! Nope, that's offensive. Also nonsensical. (laughs) What's shaking, knives? You wanna... Uh -uh. (coughs) Uh-uh. Morning, Athena. Everything okay? (gasps) Mm -hmm. You've been sitting here in the driveway for a while. You got engine trouble or something? Oh, no. I was on a phone call. With my orthodontist. On speakerphone. But... You don't have braces. Yeah, but I used to. I uh, was calling him for his birthday. Okay. I'm taking the tiny furry monster for a walk again. You want another coffee? For sure. Thanks. And word of warning, she's in a state today. We had words yesterday about the H, but she's indulged again this morning. Yesterday we found out an old friend of hers passed away. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Is she okay? Should we be rescheduling? No, and no. 
She insisted on carrying on with the interview. She's, well, she hates when I use the word headstrong, so let's go with stubborn as a mule in cement. Not sure how much you'll get out of her, but then again, maybe the grief will make her open up a little bit. I'm sorry, I was really excited about this book. I think it could be a great thing for her, but I'm not going to lie. It might be hard work getting it done. I'm not afraid of a little hard work. I don't doubt it. I was hoping to be around to help things run as smoothly as possible, but I have a meeting in LA that I really can't move. I fly out this afternoon. I'll be back again in a few days. Do me a favour and look after her, okay? I will. All right. See you in a bit. On in, hey, sweetheart. Oh, um, hi. What are you listening to? The Devil's Requiem. Isn't it weird and wondrous and beautiful? It's definitely at least one of those. Do you mind if we pause it for the recording? Sure thing, Sugar Plum. Hey, did you do something different with your hair? No. Oh, it looks more glowy. No, I... it's just... uh... Look, before we start, Dylan told me you lost someone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why did you kill her? <laughs> no, it, it's okay, my love. She was terrifically old. 93. Can't ask for a much better run than that. Not that it doesn't hurt like a railroad spike through the heart mine, but... She lived a long and beautiful life. You you believe in the afterlife? Reincarnation? Any of that? I don't. But I think those ideas can provide great comfort for people... You toured India back in 96. Shit. That was... a time and a half. I met this lady who told me I was the reincarnation of Cleopatra. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we're always told we're reincarnations of famous, luminary, historical figures? Like, statistically, if you were reincarnated from anything, you'd, you'd be more likely to be a common peasant, some Egyptian prostitute, or a British coal miner, Persian farmer, or a Jamaican slave, but they never tell you that, do they? I guess you've been suffering under the enduring empires of patriarchy and capitalism in myriad forms since times immemorial doesn't do too well with the customer feedback forms. You ever had a near-death experience? What? Near-death experience. Car crash, domestic accident, overdose. You ever stare down the tunnel of mortality and gaze into the radiant, resplendent light of eternal warm oblivion? Right, that's what I thought you said. It was just something of a non-sequitur. Yes, I had a car accident once. Totaled my ancient arena, but I was lucky. I still get back pain, but other than that, I'm okay. But there were a few seconds there where time slowed down and I thought it was all over. Right. Right. Death's great black wings descend unfurl. They're coming to enfold you, girl. Speak your final words, sing your final songs, your end is here, your body's gone. What's that from? Uh, a little something I've been working on. You're writing new material? 
don't get too excited. It's just a few little scribblings. It'll be ready when it's ready. Can't rush these things. Oh my god, oh my god. Could I hear something? I'll turn the mic off. I'm asking as a fan, not a journalist. We should do, you know, the talking bit. I need to purify the besmirched cloak of my soul. I'm sorry? Nothing, I, I was just talking to Drew. We should get to it, no? Right. I thought we'd start right at the very beginning. What was your childhood like? You sound like my therapist. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I like my therapist. But I don't want to talk about my childhood. I went to school. I learned to count. My school librarian was arrested for dealing drugs to students. Blah, blah, blah. Wait, they were dealing drugs to... Let's start with death. Where all things truly begin. Okay. What was your first experience of death? My first experience with death was when I killed a shy, skinny teenage girl. People talk about Juliet Knives being my stage name, but they got it all wrong. The person I was before, that name I had before, that was my nom de plume. I'd been living a life of 16 years. You talk about sending those letters, getting that tattoo when you're a teenager. When I was 16, I killed the person I was. I bundled her up in cement shoes and I threw her off an existential cliff. I mean, obviously, the name was never going to work. Who was going to take me seriously with a name like that? Maybe if it had been a kid's musician. And shit, if I'd been in it for the money, that would have been a sound choice. The Wiggles make more green than every other band in Australia combined. You know, it costs hundreds of dollars to change your name. Like, you don't even get to choose your own identity without money getting in the way. I didn't realise you changed your name that early. Oh yes, yes, yes. That was, you know, fundamental. Changed my name. I wanted something stronger, sharper, more aggressive. But a knife is different to, say, like a sword or a mace or chucking nuns. Nunchucks? Yeah, yeah, those. A knife is a weapon, but it's also a domestic instrument, a tool. It's something you use to slice up carrots for family dinner or cut open eBay packages or spread butter on toast or carve kitsch-fucking wooden totems for your scrapbooking, right? Something you'd find in every kitchen that can transform in an instant from something ordinary, domestic, into a lethal instrument of death. I like the symbolism of that. So I cut my hair, got a bunch of tattoos, changed from glasses to contacts. I thought of it as like a reverse witness protection. Instead of changing to be hidden, I wanted to change to be seen. Okay. Tell me about the years between that and the release of Juliet vs. Everything. Don't you let those filthy words come out of your mouth again. Ugh, that first album, what a fucking disaster. I thought it had some good songs. <laughs> really? It makes Why Can't Tori Reid look like blonde on fucking blonde. I'd be surprised if they didn't use it as a sonic torture in Guantanamo. God, it nearly killed me. It's okay to have a bad album or two in your catalogue. You want to take some risks, you're going to have a few failures. But fucking up your debut? That's like 
almost always a career killer. Ugh, god damn, I feel sick even talking about it. My skin is all like, you know? It's like very ferrets and ferris wheels, but more cubist. Right. You want to get out of here? There's this great lookout a few minutes down the back path. It's just that the recording quality won't be as good outside and... Well, you can stay here if you want, but I'm walking. The sky's too blue not to be outside. Okay, then. I'll... You know that the colour blue didn't exist in human perception until recently? You read the Odyssey, and Homer uses words like wine dark sea. Then people start naming things blue, and suddenly it's everywhere. Like, we can't see something until we name it, and we can't name it until we see it. It's like... What came first, the blue chicken or the blue egg? Because language and story is reality, at least to the observer. Oh God, days like this, I just feel like I could float into the sky. Gravity be damned, you know? It really is a lovely... You'll want to watch out for snakes. We get a few browns out here, speaking of colors. Sometimes red-bellied blacks. You get bitten by one of them, not much I can do for you. You wearing long boots? Oh, you should have worn boots. I didn't realise we'd be... When I first bought this place, it was all a mess. We had to hire some guys to clear a path out here. One of them was from St. Vincent and Grenadines. <laughs> you ever heard of that country? Sounds like a cocktail bar or something. It's St. In the Vincent ca- should play a gig there. <laughs> Our last album, goddamn, what a revelation. I should try and get her into the studio sometime. She's a miracle. Stop! Do not move. Is it a snake? No, a leaf in your hair? There, that's... that. that's better. Almost there. Almost there. Okay. Uh, wait up, Juliet. The path's a little... non-existent here? Where the fuck did that brilliant lunatic go? Fuck! Stupid bird! Why didn't you stay a dinosaur? Who the hell would want to be a bird if you could be a dinosaur? Juliet! Juliet? Where the hell are you? First star on the right, straight on till morning! How wildly illuminating. I guess you really should never meet your heroes. Even get a phone signal out here. How is this possible? We're barely half an hour drive from the CBD. I can't believe. Oh. Oh wow. It's something, huh? This is amazing. <laughs> the kind of view you'd murder kings to get at. Don't get too close to the edge. It's a long way down. This is amazing. Yeah, you said that. I'm lucky, right? Who would have thought that that weirdo with nothing but a shitty guitar and a stolen leather jacket could end up living in a place like this? (laughs) One day, Simba, everything the light touches will be yours. And everything the darkness touches, too. And there's plenty of darkness to go around, believe me. Hey, let me ask you something. You think it's possible to cleanse the besmirched cloak of the soul in the milk of human kindness? I don't follow. It's okay. Maybe you're the wrong person to ask. I'm sure Drew can tell me. Who's Drew? 
I like to nap out here sometimes. Fall asleep under the cerulean blue. Wake up under a blanket of stars. My consciousness time traveling from my universe to yours. Is that another snippet from your new material? What new material? You said you were working on new music. There is no new music. There's just one song we keep singing, rearranging, remixing, sampling, covering. Should we go back to the start of Juliet Knives? Did you have a job? Were you busking? I've done a lot of research, and those years are completely blank. Not by accident, little dove. I kept it all very tabula rasa, persona non grata, lacking in data, silent martyr. Wait, what was the question? Were you working? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked in this women's shelter and looked after these girls, running away from shitty husbands or drug habits and, you know, women who'd been chewed up and spat out. I loved it. It also nearly killed me, but love's like that sometimes, isn't it? Were you in a relationship? Did you travel? Yeah, I dated a few girls, but none of them lasted. And yeah, I I traveled not, you know, physically, but I traversed the cosmos using my chemical launch pad. What drugs did you take? Uh, Some of this, some of that. Lotus tree, snow crash, scuba. I'm going to close my eyes for a minute. Sure. I guess what I really want to understand is how those formative years shaped what happened after. How they set the foundations for, forgive me if this is presumptuous or pretentious, the monolith of Juliet Knives. By the time of your second album, you were this commanding presence. You seemed so ready. Carl Jung, admittedly very fallow-centric in his ideology, had this idea that each of us has an internalised conflict of... Um, Juliet? Sleeping, go away. Juliet, we've only just started. Can I please... Hello? Hello? Juliet? Hey, I tried to call you a bunch of times today. I couldn't get through. I lost signal for a while. Like, three hours. Were you in some kind of Faraday cage? What's that? Blocks phone signals. It's a tech joke. But seriously, where were you? At the back of Juliet's property, there's this cliff top where she has the most incredible view. You have to come see it sometime. I hardly think she wants some straight-laced suit like me parading around her Kublikan. Kublikan was a person, Xanadu was the place. I thought Xanadu was that Olivia Newton-John musical. No, it's that too, but the name comes... <sighs> Never mind. It's been a weird day. Yeah, so I see. You've managed to polish off... Half a bottle of vodka before 6pm on a Wednesday? I see hanging out with rock stars is rubbing off on you. How are you still standing? We were just getting started. Talking about the early years. She was high, so not... Again? Her friend had just died. I think she was trying to cope. Has she not heard of crying and listening to blonde redhead like a normal person? I don't think she's a blonde redhead fan, no. But... She was high, and we walked out to this amazing cliff out the back of her property, and she... What? I feel weird talking about it. 
Did she try something with you? <laughs> no! She fell asleep. I waited there for hours and she wouldn't wake up. Great. Now you're getting paid to babysit a rock star descending into a K-hole. I'm sure it'll... Hold on, it's Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Athena, are you okay? Yeah, it's been a rough day, but I'll be fine. I have to say, you're taking this a lot better than I thought. I'll get to her. I just need to find her frequency. Sometimes it takes a while. Athena, have you not seen the news? What news? Oh. Oh, no. Athena, I can't believe I'm the one telling you this. Telling me what? Oh, God. Juliet's dead. Died of an apparent overdose. Nice is no. found slumped on a couch on her front veranda no. by a delivery man no, 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 late this afternoon. Come here, come no, here. No. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. No. It's going to be okay. Come here. And that she signed a book deal. Tributes from fans around the country and the globe. I had no idea you had You're usually glued to Twitter. No, I've been offline. Just hanging out. Doing research. Going through her old tapes. Listen, obviously we don't need to talk about it until you're ready. But it sounds like you haven't checked your email either. She sent you something. A suicide note? Not exactly. It's... I guess you'd call it a will amendment or something. A legal document, anyway. Her lawyer emailed it to us both this afternoon. You need to read it for yourself. What does it say? Make sure you read it when you're ready. We've got a lot to talk about. Probably going to need a lawyer. Take care of yourself, Fina. Maybe you should take a minute before you look. Get some rest. Read it in the morning. I couldn't sleep I... even if I wanted to. Where's the fucking email? Fucking spam. Fucking body shop. Fucking Uncle Murray sending forward jokes. Who even does that anymore? Wait, wait. Here we go. Here we go. Wilfred and Green Lawyers. Downloading attachment. Come on. Calm down. Take a breath. Okay, your eyes just went supernova. What does it say? Uh, I... She... Spit it out, you're killing me. Uh, Give me the damn phone. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh, Holy shit. I can't drink anymore. Oh, no, these are both for me. Fans have gathered around the nation for vigils and celebrations. A representative from her highly dedicated fan base, the many wives of Juliet Knives, had this to say. Juliet will never die. Juliet cannot die. But her form is resting. Death's great black wings descend, unfurl. They're coming to enfold you, girl. Speak your final words. Sing your final song. Your end is here. Your body's gone. This episode was written by me, J.M. Danellen. If you liked it, you can go and check out some of the other things I've written. I've wrote a novel called Killing Adonis, a poetry collection called Stanthal Syndrome, a bunch of other stuff. Go and look that up. If you didn't like this episode, I'm sort of surprised you're still listening, but maybe check that stuff out anyway, because I write in a bunch of different forms and genres. You might dig it. I also sometimes write under the pen name David Foster Wallace when I feel like using footnotes within footnotes and writing really long books. Sound design, directing, and production was done by myself and Jessica McGaw. Our cast this week was Kate Logan, 
Damien Campagnolo, Jessica McGaw, Melanie Zanetti, Hayley Francis, Merlin the Wonder Dog, and Tom Yaxley, who recently got married. Congratulations, Tom. We want to say a big thank you to Chris Magilton, who did this week's Juliet Knives testimonial. Now, Chris works on the amazing podcast Among the Stars and Bones, a fantastic sci-fi podcast. Go and check that one out. Music this week was by Kate Logan and her band Cherry Dove. Now, if you want to send us either a testimonial for Juliet Knives, a quick little 30-second segment and why she's really important to you in your life, or you want to send us some music to play in our show, please do and send that through to deadericproductions at gmail.com. That's Eric with a C. We would love to include it, and as part of that, we'll give you a shout-out to your grandma's birthday or a charity or your podcast or book or whatever else you got. We'd love to do that for you. We want to say a big thank you to our sponsors on Patreon. I was just at the ABC's OzPod conference, and I was doing a fiction panel with... Dan Blank from Carrier, very cool guy, and Lauren Clark from Fitzroy Diaries, also an excellent person. And someone in the audience was like, uh, how do you even get money? How does this work? Good question. Wish I knew the answer, but I know that at least part of that answer is our excellent sponsors on Patreon. Especially a big shout out to Anna Cook, Kathleen, and Girl in Space, another excellent sci-fi fiction podcast. Go and listen to Girl in Space immediately. Now, I'm recording this before our big exciting launch party, but I'm going to assume that it all went great, and I want to say a big thank you to everyone who came along. If it went terrible, I guess I'll probably edit this bit out, but we'll see how we go. Fingers crossed, we all have an amazing time. I look forward to sharing a few colies with you. One last little thing, we also have merch available now at Redbubble. If you jump on Redbubble and search Six Cold Feet, you'll find we've got hoodies and stickers and laptop covers, all kinds of different stuff. We've also got specifically Juliet Knives based merch. So if you want some Juliet Knives gear, we've got a bunch of that as well. You can use the code POD-6COLDFEET, that's POD-SIXCOLDFEET, and get 10% off not just our stuff, but everything in the whole store, the whole online web store. If you want to get stuff from the dollop, you can get 10% off their stuff. If you want a picture of a weird cat on your shirt, you can have that. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. We'll give you 10% off just because we're nice people. You know what? Just try walking into any store in the world and just yelling POD-6COLDFEET really loud. See if they give you a 10% discount. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. I don't know. But try it and let me know how it goes. All right, we're going to be back with another episode in two weeks. See you soon.